0: Albums for the Apocalypse. Albums for the
1: Apocalypse. One, two, welcome, my Hello, and welcome to episode two of the most definitive podcast of the decade: Albums for the Apocalypse. The podcast where myself and co-host Jack. Hello. Decide which albums we would say from the end of the world Each week we discuss three albums based on a theme And this week's theme is side projects The records we are discussing today Are Transplant's self-titled debut Which has chosen by myself Volcano Choir Repave as chosen by Jack And then Rivers Cuomo Alone The home recordings of Rivers Cuomo As chosen by Ollie Case um, So I want to thank Ollie Case for uh, sending in that suggestion uh, Jack, do you want to quickly read through some Just say thanks and read yeah. to you? everyone else sent in suggestions just to say thank you to all of them for their engagement.
0: We just wanted to thank uh, the following people. So that's Matt Russell, obviously Ollie Case, Liam Shaw, Sam Jezard, Barney Barringer, Mikey Thomas, Adam Long, Ben Gladman, Ben Palmer, and John Fox uh, for all your suggestions. Um, We really appreciate it. And when we get to the end of this episode, we'll be releasing the next theme. So if you have any suggestions, it'd be great to hear. Um, either reply to the Instagram story we put up on our Instagram, which is Albums for the Apocalypse. Uh, DM us on there or email us at apocalypse at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook at Albums for the Apocalypse as well. So if you want to get in touch with any ideas of themes or feedback at all as well, those are the places to go. So thanks everyone who's got in touch so far. It's been great.
1: Yeah, thanks for the feedback as well, both uh, good and bad, um, because we are a new podcast so we're still learning the ropes a bit. This This is new for both of us. So any advice or any tips? Uh, Let us know, any suggestions.
0: um, At the end of the day, you guys, the listeners, um, we want to know what you want to hear, and we want to put out content that's kind of suited to you as well as we enjoy doing. So let's see what we can do.
1: Yeah, Uh, quick note on the... We had quite a few people say or ask if we could play the clips uh, from the albums we're talking about or stuff like that, but unfortunately, because of copyright, uh, we can't. Um, But we do put the albums up on our Instagram and Facebook before we
0: release, so... uh, something we, i think i guess we could do is if you need to listen or you feel like now nah, you you'd like to listen before you can pause the podcast now go and stick the albums on or listen to just a few tracks and then come back and we'll be here waiting ready to <laughs> ready yeah to we're, we're not going anywhere um, so yeah so you know we'd love to be able to play you some but until then we're kind of finding funny little ways to work around it we've got instagram stories as well that go up in the days before the podcast release which will be um, providing you kind of snippets as well, just so you can get an idea of the sound of albums as well.
1: Yeah, I uh, think that's pretty much it. On the thanks for everything and yeah. admin, not whatnot. Um, but before we go any further, I just like would just like to say, uh, Matt Healy is a bit of a deluded prick thinking that the nineteen seventy five were the most definitive band of the decade. Um, if you, if he can say that, then I mean, what what's that stop us saying about our podcast? Uh, how was your week, Jack? Apart from
0: yeah, um, this,
1: the it... rant about Matt Healy. No,
0: uh, yeah, the bloke's off his head. Um. Yeah, it's been a good week for being stuck in lockdown. I mean, if we are anymore, who knows, really? We live in this weird semi-lockdown world. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I on that theme, actually, I don't know if you saw, but, I mean, I've already critiqued this man once on this podcast and it's not stopping yet. French Montana had a similar outburst quite recently where he claimed, and I quote, Hit for hit, me v. Kendrick, I believe I can go neck and neck, or as he put it, neck to neck, which doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm afraid, French Montana, you're just wrong. Like, I'd looked at the stats. Kendrick has eight top tens. French Montana has two. I also don't think I could name you a single French Montana song. And I quite like hip-hop. I mean, let's so,
1: put it this way, if we were to do a Kendrick album and a French Montana album, I, even, I reckon we would more likely to save the worst Kendrick album than the best French Montana album.
0: You're probably right, I don't even know a, Kendrick, a French Montana album. Yeah, I've never listened to a
1: French Montana album. So. Oh wait,
0: I remember the song, he does have Unforgettable, but that's only good because of Sway so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it seems like people are... all This lockdown is clearly getting some musicians.
1: Yeah, they're definitely losing their minds a bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's written off French Montana and Matt Healy as any potential guests for this podcast, so... Yeah. We can Throw cross that. those off the list.
0: Yeah, if you're a big fan of either of them, then <laughs> don't think they'll be making appearances.
1: All right, that's pretty much it for the intro. So I guess on to album one. So up first is Transplant's self-titled debut, Transplant. Uh, it's the uh, al- It's a side project of initially formed by Tim Armstrong of Rancid, although then probably the most well-known member is Travis Barker, who. I'd probably say it's probably the most famous drummer in the world. I I mean, I wouldn't consider Dave Grohl as a drummer anymore, so... Well,
0: what's his name? Taylor Hawkins, probably.
1: Taylor Hawkins as well, maybe, yeah. Uh, But Travis Barker likes to get around and get in lots of different groups and do lots of stuff. A very active drummer. Um, So he's in it, so it's kind of a side project of the two of them. Um, It started when Tim Armstrong played his roadie uh, some beats he made on Pro Tools and asked his roadie to rap over them. And it kind of blossomed from there, which is a bizarre thing. That roadie is the rapper in this punk hip-hop group known as Skinhead Rob. Um, yeah, so it started as like a little mini, almost solo project with Tim Armstrong playing most of the instruments and stuff. But then eventually they started getting loads of people in to do guest spots on the instrumentation or vocals. Uh, so I'll just quickly read through a bunch of guests they had on this album. Uh, Rancids, uh, essentially all of Rancid guested on it at some point. Uh, you've got the distillers brody Dahl. you've got afi's davy havoc uh, so it's a huge mix of Cali punk uh, bands going on in there uh, I, I i liked it it's quite it's quite unique i don't know about you jack it's a bit mental jack, i think
0: like, this reminded me of the kind of stuff that when i was like 13 14 i would have loved like i was so into my kind of punk stupid like literally my punk rock kind of stuff then and so anything from like blink that kind of stuff's a little bit, little bit heavier. Um, so definitely, I quite enjoyed it. I also liked there were a couple of nods to other stuff that I liked when I first listened. I recognised California Babylon straight away, and I was like, I was so confused because obviously, I'll be honest, I'd never heard of Transplants before this. And I did some googling, and that song's actually on Tony Hawk's Underground. Yeah, not as good as the Pro Skater series, but still a good change, which
1: has just been announced It's being remastered as well.
0: Yeah. Um I also liked uh, "Dream," the Ru- Wu Tang kind of tribute. That yeah. was quite cool. Um, and the, was it me or did the opening track have a bit of a Mission Impossible vibe? <laughs>
1: like... Yeah, it was um, the opening track Romp "Stomp." I've got here on my notes because there's so much going on in this album. Like it's yeah. for for what is essentially a punk album with a. I want I say hip hop. I mean, like you're thinking early Beastie Boys style rapping, yeah. like in terms of like it's not. What you would consider hip hop nowadays, it's very early noughties white man rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is, like, think think Limp Biscuit and then ha- Limp, uh, Fred Durst front in a punk uh, punk band, essentially. Um, yeah, but I, I, the note I put for that first one is new metal, which is, because that riff was very, I don't want to say metal, but it was a lot heavier than you usually get on punk. Um, something that you would hear from like a Limp Biscuit style almost. Um, yeah, you
0: know, rec- I really enjoy it though. You're right though, it did definitely have a range, and I was. I, know, I was quite surprised to hear a Wu-Tang kind of tribute later on.
1: Yeah, just um, out of nowhere as well. Just completely dropped. Like you've got a Scar song, like essentially yeah. a Scar punk song into a Wu-Tang tribute.
0: That was cool. It was nice to hear.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely mental. I mean, Tim Armstrong of Rancid is a phenomenal songwriter. He, he wrote songs for Pink and stuff like that. Like he's done stuff outside of punk, essentially. So there's always going to be, the quality is always going to be there in the songwriting, I think. Just one thing I did notice, like throughout the album comp- songwriting's just there, they've got the structure. Um and it, although it's very all over the place in terms of how it sounds, like it's not a cons- um a body of work, I wouldn't say. It's just feels like a blown their load on a bunch of songs and just said, Fuck it.
0: Yeah, it feels like it's just fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like an album that was made with just the intention of this is stuff we can't do normally, so let's just do whatever we can yeah. here. Completely. Like,
1: come um, but it really comes out of the blocks. That's the one thing I did notice about it is if you're going to look at it as a body work. Like the first four songs, a lot faster, a lot more dancey, and then it kind of slows down a bit with um, uh, like the sort of more scar leaning songs and stuff like that, yeah. which is more, of, which is where the rancid sort of influence comes in, and actually the t- Travis Barker because he drummed in a Scar Band before Blink One Eight Two. Wow, that
0: was pretty good knowledge. Do you want to tell us a little bit more? I remember you saying that you kind of picked this because you liked its references to the 90s Cali punk scene. Yes. My knowledge of is non-existent. So tell me a bit.
1: So as you mentioned, you liked your um, Blink-182 punk when you were a teenager. Pretty much every pop punk band, big one, is from that 90s Cali punk scene. So you've got Green Day, Blink-182, Weezer, who we're actually going to talk about later with Rivers Cuomo. And then you go to someone like Bad Religion, Rancid, Nerf X. It, It was this... When Seattle had this grunge explosion, LA and Cali had this pop punk explosion, essentially, uh, where the major labels came and they, after Dookie, essentially, if you think Dookie is 94 was the start and then it just kind of blew up. And this album is, although 2002 is like, it's just all 90s Cali sounds. So the new metal thing is very Cali. That's the style of rap rapping say, is very...
0: Ju- always always juxtaposed to when 90s hip hop in the same area was starting to grow. Yeah, as well. same sort
1: of thing. Like, like, and that's something you'll notice in the, the rapping style, I think, is very 90s, Cali-style rapping, um, albeit done not quite to the quality that you would have of the best of that scene. Um, not at all, in fact, if I'm being honest. It's, the, the rap, it's not really the flow there. It's. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah,
0: well, yeah it's untidy, but yeah. I, I, know, I quite like it. it yeah, was... it's,
1: it's rough and ready, I think. It's very rough around the edges of this album. i think it's
0: a lot worse.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, there's. I mean, there's so much mix. So they, they don't really have too much of a pop punk pop-punk sort of sound going through it's there but like it's definitely got a lot more of like a rough ready punk sound there's a, suggestions of old school hardcore style uh, with the quick uh, quick death and 117 are quite faster shoutier songs if you were yeah um, but then like you said dream which is just like straight out of the like you said Wu-Tang sort of throwback style yeah um but it's this LA punk scene was so tight-knit that it's always going to have these one band sounds like this, one band sounds like this, they're always going to link up and like sound similar. So like yeah. Rancid were copying punk bands, but also, you know, part of the ska punk scene. So it had like bands like No Doubt and stuff. So imagine, you know, transplants would have, I think if transplants have played shows with No Doubt, to so put, it, put it that way, and how vast the scene was and where yeah. the influences are coming from, if that makes sense. And like I said, he wrote for Pink. He wrote, um, and the producer on this also produced, won a Grammy for producing Pink. I uh, can't remember the song he produced. Uh, Trouble, I
0: think. Okay, yeah. I yeah, guess but, Pink can on the more of the, as as much as you can say as, as pop, more on the punk side.
1: Yeah, 100%. She, she was part of that. But yeah. No, that's like, still explosion in sort of like aesthetics and stuff like that. Um, yeah.
0: No, I really enjoyed it. Um, It was quite refreshing to me to listen to something that definitely like, I think in the last probably five years at least, I haven't listened to any kind of punk, pop punk, anything like that. Like just because... I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things that sometimes when your music taste matures, you kind of fall into a groove that's just you just tend to think of that think of that as something you listened to when you were younger and that's it. So it was quite nice to listen to something that was new, I'd not heard of, but reminded me of stuff I used to listen to before.
1: It definitely had a youthful energy to it, I think, even though it's they were actually probably quite like thirty odd at the time, it definitely still had that punk at energy. Um one criticism you often find of Transplants and Rancid is Tim Armstrong's voice. I, don't, I kind of wonder what you thought about it because it is yeah. very... He can't sing. Let's put it straight up. <laughs> yeah. he, he can't sing. He yeah. can't sing. But he's got a weird voice that just seems to... You, you either love it or you hate it, I think.
0: I thought he was Irish for ages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did genuinely think he was Irish. Cause yeah, Tropic Murphy
1: like. style, sort of. Yeah,
0: literally it is. Um, but, you know, I think kind of considering the music and stuff, it just kind of... You don't worry about it too much.
1: Yeah, it works; just about works, but it does get great. And when he does the slower songs, um, oh, what's the slow one? We trusted you. Was, well, we I mean, trusted even, you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's literally that. Even in Dream, he's just screaming, drugs, and everything around me. Yeah, like just screaming it. So, yeah. but there, I mean, there are
1: singles on this. Like, I'm sure when we get to talk about the actual songs we'll save, but there are, like I said at the start, the first four songs are like. Straight and like I said, California Babylon as well. Singles, yeah. their song, they are. They are quite, I mean, I almost go as far to say classic, pop punk songs. I mean, like, yeah.
0: Di- I Diamonds and good.
1: Guns has fourteen million plays on Spotify. Yeah, do
0: you want to tell us your Diamond and Guns fact? Oh yeah.
1: So a lot of you might have actually recognised at least the intro to Diamonds and Guns because it was, it's been used in a few films, but it was part of a Garnier Fructis advertising campaign. Uh, it was like their theme song for an entire year almost. If you yeah. search if you search diamonds and guns Garnier, you recognise the advert probably. It's just bonkers. Like,
0: do you use Garnier fructose Amos?
1: I don't, unfortunately. When we bleach my hair, I've been using Schwarzkopf. Ah, okay, not loyal, not that no. loyal. Well, I, I did buy Garnier for this recent roots touch up, but it didn't work. so <laughs> I'm Gonna go back to Schwarzkopf.
0: I won't lie. When we started this podcast, I did not think at any point we'd be talking about roots touching up. But
1: <laughs> yeah, well, keep it keep it topical. No. Uh, I think I think no. that's it. Before we get into the, are we going to save it or?
0: yeah i think we'll say that's the song.
1: song so um yeah that's it on to album number two
0: album number two is the album repaved by volcano choir so it's actually volcano choir's second studio album and basically volcano choir is like um a side project of technically Justin Vernon. So, some of you may be familiar with him from his work as Bonnie there, uh, where he's got, I think, four albums now, maybe five. I think it's maybe five albums now. It's an
1: EP as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. The, red, the red ones are the EP or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. So, he's got a lot of work out as that. It's won various awards, quite famous. A massive group, I think. Yeah. Um, but this was actually a band that he formed before he started that. Uh, But they didn't release their first album until he'd already released um, For uh, for Emma forever ago. Or was it Bonnie Iver, the self-titled? I think it was the self-titled. So this came out in 2000. uh, The first album came out in 2008, I think. And then this album, Repave, came out in 2013. And I'll be completely honest. um, This is probably one of my favourite albums ever. This is, like, one of the reasons that I was really excited to pick this topic. um, This, like, theme. Like... I wouldn't say it's probably in my top 15 or top 20. I don't know if I'd ever, I've ever done a list like that, but it would be in my thoughts for that. Um, it's honestly just insane. Justin Vernon is only on vocals, which is something is quite like surprising for him. He normally likes to do everything. Uh, he works in a lot of like an a cappella set- setting or like just him and a piano or him and a guitar. That's how a lot of Bon Iver so- songs and sounds are made. But for this, it's kind of different. It's a whole band experience. So essentially they created full tracks and then Justin Vernon was just let loose in the studio to put his vocals over the top and kind of create these incredible crescendos and stuff you hear. Um, and this, so that is literally the theme of this album is like these these kind of slow builds and then these crazy crescendos that you get. Literally what I put as
1: my big big point from this is just how the songs always build crescendos, every single one, pretty much. And,
0: and like as much as to some extent you may think like that's kind of repetitive, honestly the way they do it is just so listenable um I know a lot of people since I picked it have kind of uh I think have like asked me about it or like have gone and listened I think hopefully they've really enjoyed it as well because it's just got like um if you like Bonnie Iver it's similar but it's got more like drums more riffs it's kind of a full experience um of what Bonny Iver I guess could have been more filled out. Yeah. So, so when I, I read an interview where Vernon was actually asked about kind of the similarities between the two projects, and he was quite adamant that this is nothing like Bonnie in that respect, like he is a, a lot more um, expressive in terms of the musical elements that he doesn't use in other aspects. Um, it was actually one of his first kind of dabblings with sampling. So something yeah, that, now, that. Is, now is really common is my- songs.
1: Uh, which the, the final song, I think it was Almanac.
0: There's a huge yeah. that's
1: a got a, literally got an electronic sample throughout, and it's yeah, very um, modern Bonniverse sort of sound
0: Alaskans of Charles Bukowski, the American poet. Yes, and, um, he actually Vernon said that that, that like res, like that listening to Bukowski. So that sample is taken from him talking, like reading out a poem on French TV somewhere. And he said that he was like listening and reading a lot of, listening to and reading a lot of Bukowski at the time, and Bukowski's quite like alcohol and sex and women related as a poet, and that actually made this album quite a lot more sexual than, I mean, when you think of something like Bon Iver, it's normally quite raw and like emotional, this is not kind of that, it's more like um, more of like a I guess a light-hearted sexual kind of record, it's, as weird as Um
1: I mean, I think the one thing I mean, obviously Justin Vernon is the centerpiece of the band it's his side project but the band itself needs a lot of credit i think from listening definitely, to it from yeah. that sort of stuff like there's i mean it took over two years to complete to yeah. put together and you can definitely kind of tell that in terms of how it's layered and structured there's so much going on in each song like outside of the lyrics and like the rhythm section of this band so like the drummer uh bassist, and i think there's a key i'm assuming keys as well yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: uh, they create this beat behind his vocals and the lead guitar that is danceable Yet the guitar and the vocals are so vulnerable most of the time, or um, delicate, I suppose, in a better way. So what would typically be like, well, songs which seem like they've been put together, like Bonavera, almost like a man and a guitar style songs, are being boosted to just another level by this band behind them that are just essentially elevating it. And the, the way the song and it just the way the songs crescendo is sensational. Some of them, I okay. think, acetates uh, the. The way it starts off so vulnerable and sad but then blossoms to some um, uplifting ending where it's almost uh, i think it says shout it louder now is like the, the hook
0: yeah, and it's yeah. like
1: proper gang vocals you just want it's one of these things where it's just kind of like tilt your head back and sing it uh yeah. which you I mean, don't like, don't get with songs like that typically
0: like tide array starts with like a minute of just kind of kind of a quiet like droning noise it's literally nothing and then the guitar comes in and then suddenly it just builds to this massive crescendo, like right off the bat, first track on the album. Um, the two biggest songs on this are "Comrade" and "Bygone," and again they both follow the same theme. Like,
1: yeah, "Comrade" was one of my big ones for the crescendos. Like that's a really
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it's just I don't know I think it's just a really, really like good listen. You can listen to it, just kind of so many settings. This like. I don't. know, I listen to this a lot when I study and when I. Yeah, it's, it's
1: a, um, like you said, it's, for that, Typically, this sort of music tends to hit more in the um, sad category. Probably a good way to put it yeah. in terms of music. <laughs> but with this album, I didn't get that vibe at all when I've been listening to it. I mean, I think it depends on your mood. I think if you know, put if you you can definitely pick up the sadder notes or the. Um, but typically, this album, despite the style, is very uplifting. Like, yeah, it is definitely. definitely. It's, it definitely, it's, the way it's been produced, um, again, I'll, that's another shout out. It's self produced as well, which is phenomenal. The production on this is yeah. perfect, I think. Um, but the way it lifts up um, the elevator makes the songs massive. It's so uplifting when you're listening to it that you can listen to it whilst walking, you can listen to it, and it while is,
0: it's, It sounds so cheesy, but it's the kind of album that makes you think like you've climbed the mountain. Like you could, like, oh, it's it is, that, yeah. that kind of feeling. Like it's just every song has that. Uplifting. It's not. It's not like a drag or a drain to listen to this album. It's so kind of every every song, even though it follows a similar pattern, has its own features that make you want to keep listening. I've listened to this album a stupid amount this week. This has been the one I've listened to. Well, that and this and Transplants. I think Transplants purely because it's a bit more energetic. But this
1: Volcano Choir one is. This is the one out of all of them I've downloaded on Spotify. That makes sense. Like how much I like it. Yeah, um, it uh, yeah I mean, I think that Mountain. Um, metaphor is really good as well because I've written here in big letters, um every song takes a listen on a journey. And yeah. that, that, that's essentially like by the end of the song you feel like you start off so often with this delicate song and this is put together so subtly and um, sort of gently sort of placed and intricately done, but then slowly it just builds into this huge um, I mean, we keep saying it, but it is. It's, that's what it is. That's the whole yeah. this whole album.
0: Be, if you've got to this point in the podcast and you still haven't listened to any of the albums, yeah. pause it now. Go and get some good headfoot, like some nice headphones or a decent speaker. Sit yourself down somewhere and just listen from start to finish. It's, it's not, not even not a like, long. It's not even a long
1: album as well. That's what I really liked about it. It doesn't hang around. It just does what it used to do.
0: Yeah, because it's just such a. It's such a. I don't know it's just a great experience to listen to this album. I've just. I just kept listening. I listened probably three times back to back the other evening, just because I don't know. I just enjoy yeah. it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm weird.
1: So like, when I first um, went into this, I was expecting similar to Bon Iver, where it's very uh, sort of it, it feels like sort of music that would suit a smaller room better. Yeah. But I, bon Iver- I, I want most- to see this on massive stages. Like this, this should like somewhere like Hammersmith Apollo, or even somewhere like. Allie Pally, like bigger venues this could easily fill it and not fill out of place at all Definitely. like you, you'd still get all those emotions coming through um yeah that's a sensational record i think
0: yeah so they haven't done anything since um since then obviously justin vernon's gone on to do a lot a lot with bon Iver recently um there's been a lot of records and i think this is an interesting if you if you are a bon Iver fan or like you've listened to some Bon Iver. Listening to this album will probably help you understand some of the more recent stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Because of the sampling and because of the kind of louder stuff, whereas like older style, like Bonivere and Forever, uh, Forever Forever ago was so much more stripped back. This kind of shows kind of partially why it changed, and I think. Like, the whole band, like you say, is to credit to that, because, I mean, they, they said that within that two-year recording period, they all basically went insane at points, just in some cabin in Wisconsin, which, I mean, I think would drive you insane if you yeah, were there. Which well. is Wisconsin, Wisconsin in general, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sorry to our Wisconsin listeners. Um, but, yeah, is a really, really good album. I'm very glad I got the opportunity to pick it and talk about it. And is there anything else you'd like to add? Um not
1: too much i mean like i said it is this it's typically slower paced record but that's yeah. that's what you'd expect from justin vernon there's nothing new there yeah. but then the song dance pack is just completely threw me when it came on yeah, right.
0: just
1: completely threw me when it came on because yeah, it is that is essentially a that is a faster paced song that is a it's short it's only two and a half minutes i think as well yeah and it's just completely it's a good song i mean this whole album's great but it, um, if you want something that's a bit different to no, it is
0: well-placed as well, because it kind of kicks you on to get towards the end of the yeah, record. Yeah.
1: And like you said, it's only, what, 39 minutes, is it? Something like
0: that? I know, yeah,
1: I think it's um, So a- it's really not that long a record, so it's not like you're sitting there drawn out by these slow songs. It does, yeah.
0: doesn't
1: does hang about, and it does what it does perfectly, I think.
0: I think it's also... It's not a skippable album. Like, I... Obviously, I like it, so I'm biased. But like, I don't feel like there's any points where you'd kind of be like, okay, I don't want to listen. I don't really need to listen to this song. I don't want to listen to the song.
1: Yeah, uh, there's, there's no points in this where I'd want to skip a song. Well, yeah, there's not. There's nothing. And there's not really any singles on it either. I don't think. I mean, arguably, as a take.
0: Comrade, I don't think they were. I don't know if they. I don't think they released the singles, but they went quite big. Um, the album itself did all right in the U.S. charts. It got like, I think it got. 40, I got, I it got
1: 48 in the UK top uh, top 100 or something, which is really good for an album with this this style.
0: Especially considering it's a side project, self-produced, like, and a lot of people who are listening now may not have heard of it. Which kind of
1: yeah, okay. yeah, hundred percent. And if you like Bonivert, go straight in for this. Like, don't even hesitate. Nice. Yeah, that's my one advice. Um, yeah,
0: I think this is enough, probably, of us having a hard over. Yeah, oliver, yeah there's
1: enough murder. of us spunking off over Volcano Choir.
0: Yeah. So. um I think it's time that we move on to talk about album number three. So
1: album three is Rivers Cuomo, Alone, The Home Recordings of Rivers Cuomo. Uh, this one was suggested by Ollie Case and as we mentioned at the start, um, we take suggestions for this third album every week. So get your suggestions in on Instagram, Facebook, or and all the socials. So this album is a compilation of home demos Written by Rivers Cuomo and recorded by Rivers Cuomo. Uh, all of these were done between 1992 and 2007, so a huge mix. Um, anyone who knows what Rivers Cuomo is like knows that this is going to be a bit of a mental album, and it was. It's a bit all over the place, a bit bonkers. Um, he's known for his avant garde style of writing, um, and he's, yeah, he just, he just liked writing music and putting music out. Uh, Weezer on course for doing like three albums in three years at the moment, which is just mental considering their yeah, age. I
0: when I was reading up on this, there was estimated like something like four hundred or something unreleased songs or something stupid like that yeah, that he... fans have been asking for. Um, so this was kind of part of his way of delivering on that. Um, so essentially. To be honest, it's kind of just an album of unreleased Weezer songs. It, it, it literally it sounds like a bunch of Weezer demos and B-sides, and it is a bunch of Weezer demos <laughs> and B-sides. <Yeah. laughs> that's the yeah. best way to put it. You know, like, uh, I listened before researching. Um, that's how I always do this. Listened, I was listening. Do like, a couple yeah, and then and you know, I kind of thought that. I was like, this literally just sounds like a lot of just Weezer music. But I wasn't shocked, obviously, no. because like, it is Rivers Cuomo. Like, so then I did my Googling and stuff, and I was like, oh, that does make sense. It's literally just off cuts. Yeah. So I, I should probably
1: start this now. I adore Weezer. Like I was going back when we were talking about that Cali punk scene, if you put Weezer in that group, I wouldn't consider them a punk band, but they kind of always put in that sort of scene that they came up in. I'd probably say Weezer are my favorite. I, good distance I think like they're the the band I go back to most to listen to and I think Rivers Cuomo is such a unique way of writing songs that you can always tell a Weezer song just by the guitars and stuff yeah and it's the exact same with this this is why it sounds like Weezer because it is Rivers Cuomo is essentially Weezer there's
0: like it's almost like a kind of droning noise to some extent that like I think to me I was associated with Weezer like that kind of it's not droning not in a negative way but like um um, it's like slacker pop I think it's quite a good way it's like Uh, it's, it's, it's kind
1: of like um, lazy. almost it feels like it's a lazy style of playing and singing. It's very yeah. right? like, like they just feel like, oh, I don't give a fuck, just kind of like I don't really have any effort to do this, but it just somehow works and comes across really I'm gonna,
0: cool. I'm just going to make this music because I feel like I need to, yeah. but I want to be at the pub. Pretty much. Like he's, um, yeah, he's a nutcase for Rivers Cuomo
1: in general. Um, I'd go as far to say he's a potentially even a genius, but he's done a lot of shit out.
0: <laughs> With Weezer, uh, yeah, this mean, one, this one, I wouldn't say is shit. Of what um, no, category? But I mean, so I think six of the tracks are taken off songs from the Black Hole, which was an album they like, basically all but released. Uh, yeah, it
1: was an uh, album that was yeah. meant to be a concept album about their own journey and whatnot, yeah. and then they just thought, "Fuck it, we're not going to release it." So they went and put out Pinkerton instead, which is one of the greatest albums ever. So no complaints for me, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's a good decision. Um, so they appear on here. Uh, I think that's like the first six songs, actually.
1: Pretty much, yeah. You've got um, Buddy Holly demo. So they just chucked yeah. in one of Weezer's biggest songs. That you just chucked I it. In demo. Why know. not? Yeah. yeah. When the uh, label asked for a single, just there you go, yeah. chuck them in.
0: <laughs> in the same one again? Yeah. Um, but I have to say, now you may not agree. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird for saying this. But listen to the song, This Is The Way, and then listen to let me love you by mario um honestly i think they are so similar it is uncanny and they couldn't be two songs that sound further apart but like when you actually listen so very similar
1: i'm gonna do a little bit of a weezer trivia or weezer wikipedia stuff here so that song is rivers rivers cuomo loves r&b music and he's always wanted to write r&b music with weezer but he just doesn't feel like it's the right sort of thing to do so this is one of those songs where he's kind of edging towards that territory a bit more. It's definitely got that spark. And in fact, they released a cover album last year. On that album, they had a cover of No Scrubs by TLC, which they've actually performed live with TLC.
0: Wow, that's pretty cool.
1: So he loves this R&B. So that's definitely where that comes from, 100% in that comparison. Like it's, that's the least like early noughties, late 90s Weezer song there is. If you go to his more recent stuff, I mean, they're about to release a hair metal record, which is just bonkers.
0: Okay. What is hair metal? The fine hair. So, like,
1: hair like? Um, Van Halen sort of style and stuff like that. So, <laughs> literally, they're releasing an album called Van Weezer this year. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, okay, it, not,
1: uh, yeah. It uh, it's not a bad. I don't think this is bad by any chance. But if you, it just makes me want to listen to Weezer, though. It's bonkers, but
0: yeah, I listen yeah, to. I it. But again, like, I mean, I think a more accurate name would it it would have been Alone the offcuts of other Weezer albums recorded by Rivers, Rivers Cuomo
1: yeah pretty much like and I could see some of these songs being on a Weezer album so like Lemonade um, yeah. Blast off the lead single's really good
0: um, it, um, it's my favourite my favourite lyric is probably on that Super friend song which is what the hell am I doing here thinking with my willy
1: <laughs> but think thing <laughs> is that's, that's, that's he writes he writes lyrics like that sometimes yeah that's Really great. He's just he's just on a different plane of existence to everyone, and I think this album does it a bit shows it a bit more than say a Weezer album purely because it's a bit more rough and ready,
0: it's a bit yeah. more rivers being rivers. Towards the back end of the album, you start getting some slower, kind of more acoustic styles. Yeah, out of that. nowhere you get Little Diane, which is like a like a pretty insane, high high pace, more kind of definitely more up tempo rock style record.
1: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's got like a, a, very punk song in the bomb, which is like I think that's like three tracks in or something. Just yeah. throws it in. The, like, it is this is literally just Rivers sitting in his? Let's say, let's assume he's got a home studio. He's quite a successful musician, sitting in his home studio, just fucking about.
0: Yeah, he's just like I'll just release this stuff. Yeah, he didn't really thought about the order of that much. I don't think he's just kind of gone people want some of this stuff, so I'm just going to put it out
1: there. Yeah, he's probably just chucked all these song names in a hat and just drawn them out. And, just and ended he did a
0: up. second album that was basically
1: the same he's, he's out He's done three of these. He's
0: done a third. I knew there was alone too. two. I didn't realise there was alone. i I'm pretty
1: sure he's done three of these, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Well, it was interesting and a very good suggestion because it's nice to hear, uh, I guess, it's nice to hear something that's a little bit different to the other side projects he's yeah, done. Yeah, I more- think band focused whereas this is someone who's like gone off and done I mean technically you'd say like an individual project but um obviously he's done some of it with basically the crew from Weezer but it's still definitely an interesting contrast to the other albums we've had. Oh 100% I think what well, this
1: is one thing that I think applies to the Transplants record as well because um, that's also a bit all over the place and doesn't have a full sort of focus. Um, a lot of side projects tend to be quite self-indulgent by the people that do it. They just do it to fuck about. Essentially, it's their break from their main project. Often, it yeah. gives them creative freedom to stop them. Because often, you know, when you have a sound of a band, you tend to be quite constrained to that sound. So, and this yeah. isn't him going like we said. It's still Weezer songs essentially, but it definitely feels like him just getting stuff out of his system a bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you if you like this record even a bit, just go and listen to Weezer. That's, what, that's if you yeah. haven't if you haven't listened to Weezer and you.
0: And quite like the reverse is true. If you yeah. like Weezer you're probably going to quite like this
1: record. There are songs on it. Yeah, I, I did like songs on this record. I kind of wish some of them were on Weezer's albums. But yeah, if you go and like, if you like this, go and listen to the Blue Album or Pinkerton by Weezer. Um, two classics uh, of that Cali punk scene, as we were talking about. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't and Do you have
0: anything else to say on... I think that is R- Rivers it.
1: Cuomo being Rivers Cuomo. Yeah,
0: um, yeah well, I think that's it
1: for me. Awesome. I guess it's on to the saving time, daylight savings time.
0: (laughs) I think which technical term is uh, songs to be saved.
1: Songs to be saved, that's the one, I should know that I created that playlist. (laughs)
0: Um, And we'll be deciding which albums we will be taking into the bunker with us. Okay, so this is the part of the show where Amos and I basically discuss each album and which we would like to take into our currently fictional, hopefully won't become a real thing, bunker. Um, So we are going to start by talking about Transplants and their self-titled album, the first album we discussed at the start of the show. What we'll be doing is talking about kind of the benefits and the drawbacks and whether we want to keep it or not, whether it's suited to the post-apocalyptic world. And then Amos and I will both pick a song that we like from uh, from each album and we'll be adding that to our songs to be saved playlist which is available on spotify so go and give that a follow or if you currently haven't listened to the albums you got this far in and you'd like to hear kind of a sample that's a good place to start
1: yeah that will always be updated when the podcast release so if you want to just go on there and give you happy to have spoilers for the songs we save that yeah. you that's going to have two songs from the albums that we're reviewing so
0: yeah so transplants transplants i, so I, title, I like using the official name yeah <laughs> What are you thinking? Saving?
1: See, I, I think we're quite positive on it, and I do like it, but because we're saving songs, I don't think it's album needs saving. As an album, I wouldn't save it. At the end of the day, I mean, I told you this, I'd be listening today before we went into this podcast, I tend to do like palate cleanses between, I listen to Rancid's Outcome The Wolves, which is miles better than this record, as, as much as I do like this record. It's just not quite up to the standard, I think. I'd. Want
0: that was it. my thought. If for a pop-punk album or, well, this is just kind of more a, a rock punk album it's not the best and if we're thinking about taking stuff to the bunker you know we can only take so much yeah and um, we, we we can fill this hole with better better music
1: 100 and um like it's unique in the sense it's got this sampling and it's got this hip-hop style but that's not to a standard high enough to consider adding it in like it's it's unique and it's cool and it's interesting but it's not at the level that you'd want to consider if you're going to have it next to albums of similar, like I said, Rancid, or if you went to the more hip-hop side, of that style of hip-hop, when you went to someone like Limp Bizkit or Beastie Boys, they're all both better than that. So
0: Completely agree. So I think that means that we are sadly leaving Transplants. Or as Amos compared to last week, we are launching Transplants like a disc at a zombie. Yeah. Like, so Transplants is gone, but we're saving a song each. Which song would you like to save, Amos?
1: I'm gonna be, I'm, um, I'm just gonna do. It. I'm just gonna do. Diamonds and Guns. I fucking love it. It's the song I go back to. I've got it on playlists. I've got a summer Punk playlist. It's on that playlist. I'm just gonna go basic and pick the big single,
0: Diamonds and Guns. Okay, that's a good choice. Nice song. I enjoyed that one. I'm going for Romper Stomper first song. Yeah, gonna... I liked it because it was just kind of pretty aggressive. I know I listened to it while I was playing basketball, and yeah. I really, really enjoyed listening to that song. So that was like the, again. My instinct—I tend to, for these—I just tend to pick the song that straight away sticks out to me, um, and that definitely did. I kind of listened to that one over and over. Um, so yeah, for yeah, me, it's one. I think I just want to say,
1: "Romper Stompers" just clicked in my head. Is one of those songs that the name sounds how the song sounds.
0: Yeah, it literally is. Yeah, it's a, it is a romper stomper of a song. If, yeah. I don't know what romper stomper means, but you can imagine it lining up quite well. Yeah, if you,
1: if you just listen to that name, you can probably work out what it sounds like.
0: I yeah. think The image I have right now is a male romper, a guy in a romper stomping around, but that kind of does suit it, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see
1: Tim Armstrong in a romper, or oh, no, Skinhead Rob, I think, is definitely the sort of person to turn up in a romper.
0: His name is <laughs> Rob. Skinhead Rob, so anything is possible. He, he, he
1: was a roadie, or well, probably still is a roadie, because Transplants weren't that successful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part-time rapping roadie. So... Next up was Repave by Volcano Choir. Now, I think our review of this probably gives away how we feel about it. But Amos, would you like to give your judgment and explanation on it?
1: I mean, yeah, take it. Um, It is just a sensational piece of work. And I think the way the production on it and the way the band works with Justin Vernon is something which you don't get with Bon Iver, which is definitely worthwhile. And as a side project, I think it's probably one of the better side projects.
0: Yeah, well that's me. You're gonna that's get. It was not only is this in my mind, obviously I said earlier, one of my favorite albums, but it's also different enough from the original kind of creative process. So Bon Iver, that makes it so worthwhile to have like taking forward, like to take into the, the bunker because it's, it's so different from what you'd normally get. It's not like many albums you hear. You don't hear many albums like this that have these crazy crescendos, ridiculous vocals, amazing production, hints of sampling. There aren't many albums like this. So, if anything, it stands out on its own, regardless of being a side project, to earn its place in my mind in the bunker. So yeah. I think that sounds like we're keeping it. Yeah, 100%. Okay, that was quite unanimous. But which song are we taking? Will you take any more? <laughs>
1: I'm torn here between Dance Pack and Acetate, but I think I'm going to go Acetate because it, that was the one that first listened until now. It's just stood out, and the I love a bit of gang vocals. I love songs that you can sing to, yeah. and that shout yeah. it shout it louder now.
0: Track, I think
1: yeah, it is yeah, and it's it's quite long as well. But it doesn't it. It's like six minutes old, I think. Yeah, but but it
0: really, I was really torn on this um, for ages. Like when I first heard this album, actually. Quick, I should probably give a shout out to a guy called Adam Jackson, friend of mine who put me onto this back in 2016. He put me onto Volcano Choir. um, And yeah, since then. So then I was really into Bygone Comrade. They were definitely like my two favourite songs on this album. But I'm actually going to go for Tide I think. Because on re-listen, there's something about just that way that it like, it goes from that hum to then suddenly like the guitars, just the subtle guitar. And that just hooks you in for the rest of the album. Like as soon as I hear that that start of the guitar, that's it. I'm in. I'm done. The rest of the album is just going to follow. It's like a, it's like sitting down to watch a TV show. Once you've watched the intro, you're just there you're watching the rest of it. Yeah, so I, mean,
1: no, I get what you mean from that.
0: I'm going. I'm going tide race. So we put the we put the first two songs, haven't we? I think. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that. I mean to be honest, I could have picked. I. Alaskans, yeah. I really like. I could have picked four or five songs. That was a
1: lot on this one, but I obviously we have to narrow it down to two, so or yeah. one each. Even. I'm
0: happy with my choice. I'm yeah. happy with my choice. But if you if you haven't heard "Comrade" and "Bygone," definitely give those a yeah, listen. Yeah,
1: honestly, just you. We're in lockdown. You've got plenty of time to spend just under 40 minutes of your time sitting down, and listening to this record. Put it on while you're cooking or something. You can. It's yeah. it's great. It's great for like I said. It's great for anything. So this is worth yeah. your time and then some
0: Yeah, definitely. So finally. Rivers Cuomo. Do you want to give the full title? Because I just wrote Alone.
1: Uh, It's Alone, obviously, number one now. Uh, The home recordings of Rivers Cuomo um, by Rivers Cuomo.
0: Very nice, Very title. I am going to start this, and I'm going to say, if I wanted to save a Weezer album, it wouldn't be this. Oh, yeah, 100%. On that logic, I'm not going to want to save it um i really enjoyed so many parts of it i like the fact that there was a song that straight away reminded me of let me love you by mario <laughs> um but it just like we've said kind of quite, i think we kind of quite clearly explained it's an off cuts of our al- of songs by yeah. of albums by weezer and i think we both as you said we both would pick a different weezer album If oh, be- I,
1: I think there's I mean, there's definitely more, but there's at least five Weezer albums that are better than this. And
0: And don't get me wrong, there probably is a spot in our bunker for a Weezer album, but it's not a Rivers Cuomo home recording album. So, however, we do still save a song. Which song are you saving on this one, Amos?
1: You might... I don't know whether you're going to hate me or not. I'm going to choose This Is The Way.
0: (laughs) No, I like that.
1: I, I genuinely like... I love when Weezer go, that slightly weird thing, and they did... When they did that, when they did that covers album, I loved it. But then they did their white album from a few years ago. It's a bit similar to that. It's a bit more poppy, a bit, and I just, I just really liked it compared to the other songs. Like it just, it was one of these songs I just listened to. I was like, why isn't that a Weezer song? That should be a Weezer song. I'm actually kind of annoyed it's not.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. I didn't think of that because I thought, in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna save a song. I'm gonna be saving "Let Me Love You" by Mario. But, but, I was
1: um, I was very tempted to choose Buddy Holly, but I was like, I can't save Buddy Holly because
0: yeah, no, if we if we ever
1: if we ever do the blue album, then I'm going to save the proper Buddy Holly. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you have to save the real deal, not this one. Um, I'm going to go for. There's so many options on here just because I think a lot of the songs are not necessarily similar, but they kind of. Um, I like them similarly. If that sounds correct, um, I'm going to go for Super Friend. I just like it. It's, it's quite a good song. I really like that lyric. I really like that lyric. And it does, it
1: doesn't hide the lyric. You know, a lot of people when they do weird lyrics, they're a bit. You can always tell when an artist like I, I want to do a weird lyric, but I'm a bit hesitant about it. So they always yeah. try and like hide it a bit, and, or like not say it properly. Rivers Cuomo just doesn't give a shit. He just says it. Just says it straight up.
0: Yeah. He asks, "What the hell is he doing there? Thinking with his willy. Fair play. We all, are, we all, we all <laughs> be there. As, yeah. As males, I think there's been moments. Um, but. To sum up, we have decided to save, repave by Volcano Choir. Sadly, not making it into the bunker is Alone, Rivers Cuomo. I'm not doing the full title again. Uh, and the self-titled album by Transplants. The songs being saved are... I'm going to read them out. Oh, I read. I've got them written down, yeah. <laughs> I didn't write them down. Big poor... Big pause for dramatic yeah. effect there uh, so we've got
1: diamonds and guns and romper stumper from the transplants record you've got acetate and of rays and then you've got this is the way and super friend yeah
0: correct.
1: from the rivers cuomo one um, that's going to be added to the songs to be saved playlist which is on spotify the link to that's from the link on our bios and everything and all that lot
0: yeah or just search
1: songs to be saved you, i think it pops up Or if you search albums for the apocalypse you'll get our spotify profile as well you can just follow it through that
0: way yeah um yeah so remember like make sure you press subscribe and follow um leave a comment or feedback if you're using apple podcasts and if you could give us a review on there ideally five stars obviously if you think we've earned it that'd be great it really helps um get us more uh prevalence in search engines and stuff so if you could do that we'd really appreciate it um amos do you want to explain what next week's theme will be
1: Yes, so uh, next week's theme is going to be debut albums from the last decade. So we're doing a debut album from between 2010 and 2019, so not including this year. Um, So any artist, band that's done a debut album. So send us your suggestions. I know what I want to pick, I think, um, even though one of my favourite albums ever is a debut record from the last 10 years, but I'm not actually picking that one. I'm picking something a bit different. Um,
0: Yeah, so send us your suggestion. We'll be putting up all sorts of content on our social medias, especially Instagram is a good place to get hold of us. Um, You can send us comments or messages or reply to our stories with your suggestions. So there's so many options out there. I have just been thinking about mine earlier and I literally have no idea. There's about 10 albums on my shortlist. So get out there, give us some ideas. We'll be doing another draw on ideally Wednesday again, if we can. And you guys can follow along live with that if you want, and we'll announce towards the end of the week what they are, so you can listen in advance. And I think that is everything for today.
1: I think it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just yeah, just another thank you. I think just because it was actually the response was insane from the first episode.
0: Yeah, really impressive. uh, Um,
1: Yeah. um, If you like it, do tell your friends and stuff because this is this is just something we're doing for fun. But just the fact that we had seventy plus listens in the first few days was mental
0: yeah really good and We really just on soundcloud as well we
1: did you know patience with spotify and itunes as well i appreciate that
0: yeah we really appreciate all your support and we understand it was kind of annoying with the soundcloud stuff now we're on spotify and apple we should be able to get into your ears a lot easier um so yeah thank yeah, you so yeah much for listening. You, can
1: da- you can download us a lot easier for all the flights you're gonna be going on and stuff like that for some holidays
0: yeah, all these long train journeys and your commute um but yeah seriously uh thank you so much for listening We hope you enjoy. Get your suggestions in for next week and we will speak to you then. Peace.